0: WP Talk, the Wealth Professional Podcast. Only 25% of working Canadians are very confident in their retirement income. Are your clients confident that they'll have enough? Retirement income insights, solutions and expertise for the new retirement reality from McKenzie Investments. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of WP Talk. I'm your host, James Burton, Managing Editor of Wealth Professional Canada. For this episode, it's my pleasure to welcome Ron Hansen, SVP and Head of Retirement for Mackenzie Investments, for a discussion about navigating the new retirement reality. I ask him what that reality is and what's changed, and what challenges advisors now face as they deal with increasing pressure from clients worried that they'll outlive their savings. Ron also discusses how this has affected the decumulation stage, some strategies to overcome these hurdles, and some of the services Mackenzie offers. The pod opens with me asking Ron what advisors need to worry about in this new retirement reality. Sure. So th- there's a few things
1: that have changed, and, and they're really being driven by a number of secular trends that are in place and are creating what we refer to as that new retirement reality. Um, j- just to just to start, a few are like the shift from defined benefit to defined contribution plans, the decline in interest rates, and people are living longer. So there's been a marked decrease, particularly in the private sector of defined benefit, benefit plans, in favour of defined contribution plans. This shifts the risk responsibilities from the employer to the employee. In defined contribution plans, the employee now has to choose their own investments, oftentimes with limited help or advice. Then once they retire, retire, their accumulated savings have to be turned into a paycheck that that lasts them a lifetime. So the general investment, sequence of return, longevity, and inflation risk are all now entirely borne by the individual. Whereas in a DB plan, if the plan wasn't indexed, the only risk the employee had was inflation risk. So with the decline in interest rates, income-seeking retirees have to take on more investment risk. The portfolio is exposed to asset classes that are more volatile, than traditional fixed income alone. 20 years ago, retirees could simply buy GICs or a traditional bond fund that would generate mid-single-digit yield. So you combine that with their employee-sponsored pension and then the CPP OAS, they were set with modest to no exposure to the risks I mentioned. And finally, people are living longer. The money has to last. In Canada, the average male's life expectancy is 87, female 89, and then with the average retirement age of 63, this means the new retirement reality is 25 years plus in duration, not to mention the estate you may wish to leave. These factors mean investors need a comprehensive investment and decumulation strategy that balance the needs for income, stability by way of risk mitigation, as well
0: as growth. Yeah, that's that's interesting, Ron. You mentioned there about um, you know the prospect of people now outliving their money, which is a really scary thought. Um, from your perspective, how has this affected advisors and what pressures are they now facing from their clients around that issue? Sure. So let me start maybe with the pressures, and I think that will inform how it affects advisors.
1: I think the secular trends we just talked about, that creates some pressures in himself in terms of individuals having to rely more on their personal savings. This puts more onus on the individual, the plan and those services that an advisor has to provide. But in addition to those, there's intense scrutiny around the topic of fees. I mean, this means advisors need to provide holistic solutions. Um, They need to justify their value proposition. Um, Solutions are not simply financial, but they have to incorporate the client's personal aspirations and goals. What do they want their purpose to be in retirement? What makes them happy? Longer term care requirements, future accommodations, the list goes on. And if advisors focus only on the financial plan and the portfolio, they're going to be in trouble. There are lots of apps for that at a much lower cost. The secret is matching those personal aspirations and goals with their clients' financial capacity. And that's where there's gaps, making realistic plans to close those gaps, creating confidence. Perhaps you have to work longer, maybe find a part-time job, save more or take some make some trade-offs. Perhaps it's two trips instead of three and so forth. I think this requires moving beyond just the financial plan and again, developing a comprehensive investment and decumulation strategy that matches your client's aspirations. So having that holistic plan can go a long way to allaying those fears of of people outliving their money. Advisors are also living in an environment of increased regulatory oversight, which is not a bad thing per se, but it does create an additional layer of complexity. I'd finish this topic by just saying research has clearly shown the value of advice. Households that use an advisor on average have about two times the level of financial assets as their non-advised counterparts.
0: Now, the new retirement reality is, as you've coined it, how has this affected the decumulation strategy and that stage of financial planning? Right. So, you know, building on the themes we're already talking about, there has to be a more holistic approach. Portfolio
1: construction has to be specifically adapted for decumulation. First and foremost, you want to protect the nest egg. You need to identify new sources of income, but the portfolio also has to capture some growth over time. Low rates have forced advisors, clients to seek yield away from traditional bond funds or GICs. That approach for retirement income is no longer as effective, which inherently means taking on more risk. So that risk has to be managed. So a strategy without downside protection is incomplete. In order to manage longevity and inflation risk, some growth will be needed. The decline in the prevalence of DB plans means more responsibility lies with each individual. Retirees' investment portfolios more and more are no longer there just to supplement a nice pension. The portfolio is your pension and has to provide that paycheck for life. A lot more thought has to go into not only the structure of the portfolio, but how you withdraw from it. We hear and read a lot about investors' search for yield, and I think that will continue to be the case for some time. In particular, if you consider it in the context of forward expected returns. Yes, yields have been low for a number of years now, but total returns, be it in fixed income or equities, have been quite robust. No one knows what the future holds, but you shouldn't be planning on double-digit equity returns year in, year out. It is going to be so important to have access to options, including alternatives and absolute return strategies that can weather the inevitable volatility, provide income,
0: as well as some growth. Now, given the, the environment you just described and the, the impact on advisors, um, pretty clear they're likely getting uh, a lot of questions from from clients um you know from your your perspective again what are the most asked retirement questions that advisors are having to field right now
1: sure so I, i think the most asked retirement question really centers around one primary thing am i going to be okay how much do i need how much income will it provide and how long will it last So our retirement reality check survey, which we released just earlier this week, clearly highlighted the fact that Canadians need help with the retirement planning. I think the good news is the overwhelming majority of people have started saving for retirement, 86% in fact, but they really lack conviction and knowledge in the plan. And that is even if they have one. Only a quarter of employed Canadians are very confident in their sources of income in retirement and only a third of retirees answer as being very confident. I find that shocking. I think in addition to that, there are gaps in how much employed Canadians think they need to save and how much they will spend compared to those that are already retired. So, for example, employed Canadians believe their nest egg needs to be nearly 700,000 versus retirees who, on average, have saved just over 300,000. That's a large gap on the income front. Employed Canadians believe they're going to spend $3,600 per month in retirement. Compare this to retirees who are actually spending $2,600. These are large gaps and can have huge implications in how you plan, how you save, how you draw down your income. All these things um, have to be considered. And, And given these facts, it really isn't surprising that am I going to be okay is the most common question because a lot of Canadians just don't know. And of course, there are other more specific questions around taking care of family, um, their health, their wellness. What are, what are good long-term care costs going to look like? How do I minimize taxes? How do I avoid the old age security clawbacks? Will my portfolio, how will it respond to a market correction? Will I still be able to draw income if, if the, uh, if the market crashes. I mean, it's a long list, but it really does come down to that one thing. Am I going to be okay? That is the top of the list. And I think there's huge value in being able to answer that question and give your client the confidence that they will have
0: enough and it is going to last. Maybe Ron, could you um, highlight, explain um, some McKenzie strategies that could help advisors overcome some of these hurdles? Sure. Let me talk in
1: in sort of a broader context and then we can get down and Some specific examples. I think at McKenzie, you know, this is one of our key focuses in terms of helping our advisors um, in in retirement income. Broadly speaking, at McKenzie, our objective is to become Canada's preferred global asset management solutions provider and business partner. Um, that's a bit of a mouthful, but at the end of the day, what we want to be is the advisor's partner of choice, and in, in this case, in retirement income. And we're going to strive to do that by providing income insights, income solutions, and income expertise. I think in terms of insights, it's providing advisors with the information about the market opportunity in the retirement space and the changing nature of retirement, those secular trends we talked about earlier. The demographics are clear. The population is aging. 20% of the Canadian population will be over 65 by 2026, and wealth in this segment is forecast to grow from 1.6 trillion today to 3.5 trillion by 2026, nearly half of all Canadians' financial wealth. And if you expand the group to 55 plus demographic, the share of wealth increases to two thirds or nearly $5 trillion. This market is simply one that can't be ignored. I think other insights include the retirement reality check that I referred to earlier. It helps advisors understand what Canadians are thinking and their readiness for retirement. The bottom line is Canadians need our help. Then from an income solutions perspective, we provide a wide range of cash flow generating options that include balanced funds, fixed income funds, alternatives, and ETFs that can be used as building blocks or standalone and client-specific retirement income portfolios. I think in addition to that, we have purpose-built monthly income portfolios, a core solution designed specifically for retirement income. I think expertise, it starts with our 17 investment boutiques with the breadth and depth of offering by asset class, style and geography. And this is all complemented by the highest rate wholesaling sales force in the country, as well as our tax and estate practice management and private wealth services that includes thought leadership, tools and education. We are truly focused on providing a holistic set of products and services to help advisors succeed in this space. Now, to talk about some specific strategies, you know, often questions come out in terms of when's the best time to start collecting CPP, QPP, and old mm-hmm. age 70. Now, without sounding flippant or somewhat trite, the real answer is it depends. But let's give some context. CPP, you can start as early as age 60 or as late as age 70. If you start early, the payment is reduced by 0.6% for each month prior to the age of 65 to a maximum of 36%. Alternatively, the payment will be increased by 0.7% for each month after age 65 to a maximum of 42% at age 70. With respect to old age security, you can start at 65 or as late as 70. If you defer payment, it's, it's increased by 0.6% per month to a maximum of 36% at age 70. So that still doesn't answer the question, when do I start? So the general rule of thumb is the longer the life expectancy, the more advantageous it is to defer the benefit. The shorter the life expectancy, the more advantageous it is to start early, all else being equal. So if you expect to live a long time and you don't need cash flow, I think the math is clear. The total benefit is maximized by deferring. However, it's not quite that simple. In addition to life expectancy, other factors come into play. They include, can you invest those benefits? So for example, if a retiree can invest those CPP or OAS benefits, there may be incentive to start early. And probably most importantly, what is that retiree's cash flow needs? If you need the money to live, by all means, you have to start early. There's also impact it may have on your benefits. So if you happen to be still working after 65 and you're earning um, more than $80,000 a year, you may want to defer old age security to avoid the clawback. And then just an analysis of your taxes. What are your current taxes versus your future expected tax rate? And that can drive um, the decision on whether to take the benefit um, early or late. So, so these all play into to that decision. Another strategy that we're um, also asked about often is how splitting pension income can reduce taxes. I think income splitting is a bit more straightforward with less uncertainty in the assumptions you have to make about life expectancy but does require some estimates with respect to current versus future tax rate. The basic premises here though, is that when a spouse have different tax brackets, income splitting can legally shift income from the hands of a high rate taxpayer into the lower rate taxpayer. And there are some potential tax savings in splitting CPP, QPP payments, subject to several factors, how long the couples live together, how long um, each spouse has contributed. Um, in addition to those benefits, up to 50% of certain pension income can also be allocated to a spouse or common law partner with a lower tax bracket. So shifting that income to a lower tax bracket can result in higher after-tax retirement cash flow for the household. And finally, bringing it all together, how do you maximize your retirement income with, in terms of asset withdrawals? And I think the order of asset withdrawal is interlinked with the whole picture, and it can have a huge impact on your overall retirement. We've already touched on the CPP, OAS timing, income splitting, but when do you take registered versus non-registered assets, et cetera? What type of income do you draw? Interest, capital gains, eligible dividends, non-eligible dividends, return of capital. All of these have different taxing implications and really impact your after-tax cash flow and your total net worth. Taxes represent the largest household expense. And in my opinion, the order of asset withdrawal and strategic asset withdrawal is the key to successful retirement income planning. Now, general financial planning suggests deferring RSPs as a last asset to draw from it in order to maximize the benefit of tax-protected growth. But this is not always the case. You run certain risks by deferring your RSP. Your estate could be subject to significant taxation upon death. Every retiree needs an RSP exit strategy and everyone has unique circumstances that will affect their plan, highlighting the need and value for advice. And that advice is just not about the portfolio investments, as you can see. Some retirees may benefit from accelerating RSPs and RIFs money during retirement and drawing down RSPs as a priority, while other retirees may benefit from deferring. Some of the factors that impact this um, decision or level of desired cash flow, how much savings you have in non-reg and reg, what are your tax rates, and what are your income splitting opportunities. So this, I think, really gives you a sense of some of the complexities involved in, in decumulation um, in retirement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The McKenzie Monthly Income Portfolios, um, Ron, tell me a bit about that and how, and how they could benefit uh, advisors and clients. Sure. So the monthly income portfolios are a
1: core solution designed specifically with retirement income in mind. This is a great example of leveraging the breadth and depth of expertise across our boutiques. The multi-asset strategy team oversees the asset mix and strategies around risk mitigation, which are option and currency overlays, but this is all underpinned by the specific expertise of the global equity, fixed income and resource teams. Now these portfolios provide cash flow, it's a 4% fixed rate monthly distribution, but also growth and downside mitigation strategies. Monthly cash flow is generated through a combination of yield, capital gains, dividends, and return of capital. And growth is driven primarily through exposure to equities to offset longevity and inflation risk. And then there's the implicit protection through diversification across asset classes and regions, as well as tactical shifts in segments of the fixed income portfolio. And then we provide explicit protection in the option overlay strategies on the equity and higher risk fixed income exposures. The monthly income portfolios are currently offered in two different portfolios, the conservative and balanced. The components of each portfolio are the same. Where they differ is via asset mix. So the conservative fund is essentially 40% equity, 60% fixed income, while the balanced is roughly 60% equity and 40% fixed income. The equity bucket consists of exposure to global dividend focused strategies and passive equity. While the fixed income exposure is spread across our unconstrained fixed income fund, the Mackenzie Canadian bond fund and Mackenzie sovereign bond fund. And there's also a small allocation to inflation sensitive areas such as the global inflation linked bond fund and the Mackenzie gold bullion fund. Again, these portfolios are designed to provide income, downside protection and growth. And they have proven to do just that battle tested, so to speak. So if we look at how the portfolio performed during the peak to trough in February to March 2020 period, the portfolios as expected declined considerably less than the 35% drop we saw in the S&P 500 from peak to trough. The conservative portfolio was down 6.4% and the balance 9.9%. I think it's important to note this is the series F of the funds, but they also fared well versus the respective peer groups in that time period. And they've continued to provide income, but have also provided growth since inception. So these um, funds were formed in April of 2015 and looking to the end of August of this year, the Series F version of the Balanced and Conservative have delivered returns of 5.6% and 4.8% respectively with, while providing downside protection during volatility.
0: Some great insights there, Ron. It's, it's clear that, uh, that things have changed for advisors and this is a new reality. Maybe, um, you know, in summary, just to encapsulate some of the things you talked about, why, in your opinion, do you think that financial planning has to change?
1: Well, I I think all the issues we talked about, for those retiring today in the future, I think retirement is simply, simply different than it was or is for our parents. Defined benefit plans in the private sector are less prevalent. People are living longer. They have to rely on their own savings to generate income for the balance of their lives. And this is occurring at a time when interest rates are low, and even if they rise, they're likely to stay at modest levels for some times. Portfolios have to be structured to accommodate and seek alternative sources of income, which means taking on more risk, and that risk has to be managed. The pressure on fees means advisors have to take a holistic approach and are under constant pressure to prove the value proposition. Finally, regulatory scrutiny continues to increase around rates around areas of you know, know your client, know your products. I, I think these are all combining to create the new retirement reality. And I think at McKenzie we're excited about the opportunity to partner with advisors, help Canadians
0: tackle these challenges and thrive in retirement. With, uh, with that in mind, Ron, then what, what extra insights and expertise um, can McKenzie provide advisors? Sure.
1: Well, I think on the issues we spoke about today, we've really only scratched the surface. And when it comes to retirement income planning, there are so many factors to consider. And in contrast to accumulation, phase of financial planning, which is, I think, much easier to bucket people into general groups with a focus on general focus on risk tolerance and the need for growth in accumulation. And I think historically our industry has done a great job on the accumulation side of things and less attention has been paid to decumulation. I think retirement income planning requires more customization. We often joke internally when asked a specific question about retirement income, the stock answer is always it depends. I think it's imperative to have an integrated investment strategy that considers growth, income generation and downside risk mitigation. You know, couple this with a prudent decumulation strategy. This combination helps retirees manage sequence of return risk, so that's the timing of a market correction. It can have a huge impact on your retirement. Longevity risk, inflation risk and tax and wealth optimization. And as I highlighted earlier, we have expertise in all these areas, investment, tax and estate planning, but also in building that holistic plan that goes beyond the financial plan. Our practice management team can help advisors with a purposeful retirement coaching process. Our Mackenzie private wealth team delivers expert counsel and specialized service for high net worth clients. We also host workshops specifically focused on return in retirement income for advisors, with our third one coming up this November. And more tea Details about all these topics can be found on our website at McKenzieInvestments.com or reaching out to any member of our sales team. We truly want to be the advisor's partner of choice by delivering proven holistic solutions for retirement income.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of WP Talk. That was an enjoyable chat with Ron about an issue weighing on many advisors' minds and one that isn't likely to go away anytime soon. For more on McKenzie Investments, head to their website, McKenzieInvestments.com. And for more WP Talk episodes, please go to wealthprofessional.ca, click on the resources tab and select WP Talk. The site also includes all the latest news and views from the industry. And if you haven't already, feel free to sign up to our daily newsletter. I'm James Burton. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of WP Talk. For more on retirement income insights, solutions, and expertise for the new retirement reality, visit mckenzieinvestments.com. That's mckenzieinvestments.com for more. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.